Are you secretly struggling with identity and self-image? Have you or someone you know been listening your entire life to how you're just like so-and-so and now you struggle because of what you know about so-and-so and it ain't good? Then right now, plug into the Power Narrative, Chapter 7, Part 1, A Lie Told and a Lie Believed. I am your host, B. Green, and if you enjoy your time in the power plant, please like, comment, and subscribe. My dad used to say, a lie told and a lie believed produces results as though it were the truth. He said, if you trusted me and I came up to you in the street and told you, come quick, your house is on fire, and you believed me, you would rush home only to find out that your house is not on fire and that I had told you a lie. The behavior that you exhibited would appropriately match the situation, not because it was true, but because you believed it to be true. What if what you were told about who you are is a lie? What if how you carry yourself, how you look at yourself, the pain and the fear that motivates you to do certain things or prohibits you from doing other things was based on falsehoods. In part one and two of this chapter, we're going to dive into the power of perception. We're going to understand the reason behind our triggers. Who told you about yourself? Where did you get this information? Well, I've been told my whole life X, Y, Z. What if what you were told from day one was based on misinformation? What if the trusted people that you got your information from were themselves misinformed? We have to see ourselves from the perspective of the one who created us and not based on what we were told or how we are treated by other misinformed people. Who told them about themselves? There's a story about Harriet Tubman that states she saved thousands of slaves to freedom, but she could have saved thousands of more if only they knew that they were slaves. Now, I had to change my position on this statement because I was like, that's crazy. How could you not know? But I have seen several real life examples that answer this question, and a few of them from my own life. Now, if you've never struggled with identity, you're a blessed individual, then this message is not directly for you. But please, before you judge someone who does struggle, please just share this with them. And by continuing to listen, you may learn something about somebody that you don't understand. And yes, I may have just called somebody out, but I'll tell you why. I secretly used to be that person. Am I much younger, know-it-all, very opinionated, no real life experience days? I used to shake my head when I'd hear people say, I'm trying to find myself. But that was when I arrogantly thought I knew who I was. I felt secure in the knowledge of my identity until I got a little bit older and I started to see the imperfections and insecurities and the pain that shaped various family members. I started to see past the attempts to appear that they had it together because they felt they had to for us. And then I got the biggest wake up call of my life 
in my late teenage years when not handling a series of unfortunate events properly pushed me into the arms of Miss Mental Illness. And oh, did we tango. It was a common belief that I would never fully recover from what I went through. If I could count the number of people who wrote me off, it will blow your mind. Imagine being in a room full of people that you admire. And because they see you in a certain way, they talk about you as though you're not present, as though you can't understand their words only because they think that you're never going to get better. On the inside, you just really need them to speak life into your situation. (laughs) But then they do the opposite. Or those who parade you around making a spectacle of you in your condition in front of their friends as a joke. And these are people that you know. Now, please, please understand, this is not a sob story or a poor me type of situation, not in the least. I just want to reach out to somebody who's struggling, who doesn't understand the purpose of their pain. I'm here to tell you that even if you can't see your way out of your situation, even if there are people who have written you off, typecast you as some sort of unfavorable character, the story ain't over. There is a positive plot twist coming. When you stop allowing people to make you feel small, you'll find out that even if you were born into someone else's story, that eventually you become the author of your own. And with that pen, you have the power to write it. Even if that means writing yourself out of a story and into another one, or writing certain people out and certain people in. Now let's take a look at the power of perception so that you can do the research to free yourself from the chains of those beliefs that are stopping you from being able to get it together. They say the definition of identity is who you are, what you think about yourself, and how you are viewed by the world around you. Now, I have a serious problem with this definition because there can be a serious difference between who you are and how you see yourself. There can be a vast difference between how you see yourself and how you are viewed by the world around you. This is where the power of perception comes in. Once we get an idea in our mind, it's a difficult thing to overcome what it is that we believe, especially when it's believed in error. And it's quite another thing to outlive what other people may believe about you once they've formed an opinion based on your behavior responding to a false belief. And they're quick to remind you so that you don't forget. I remember being a kid in summer camp and I participated in an experiment that initially I thought was really funny, but much later I found out it wasn't funny at all. At lunchtime, We were served cafeteria style, where first you had to pick up a tray and then move through the line. Well, my cabin had won a competition, so we got to go first. So this is what we did. When it was my turn in line, I would pick up a tray and I would look at it in such a way that the person behind me would notice. Then I would take the tray underneath it and place the tray I didn't want to use back on top. And then I go through the line. To my surprise, I watched everyone 
do the same thing over and over again. The group that I was with laughed at how everyone refused to use that tray only because it was non-verbally suggested that something was wrong with it. Now, imagine if that tray was a person. Imagine what that person would think about themselves, the stares, the non-verbal treatment. Take a look at both sides of the story. The majority of the people that went along with it had no clue that it started out as an experiment. They did it because the person before them did it without any understanding of where it originated from. I remember laughing about that experience. (laughs) I also remember my auntie used to say, laughing is catching, big mouth stretching. In other words, the very situation you laugh at may be the same situation that you find yourself in. And oh, did I feel like that unused tray on so many different occasions, on so many different levels, for so many different reasons. There are so many things that we hear about ourselves, especially from our trusted sources. But before we believe them, I want you to fact check. Where did this information come from? Separate yourself from the emotion of a thing and look at just the facts, the cause and the effect. Shame and fear have stopped so many people from becoming the agents of change that they could be. My dad told me a story about where and when he grew up. He said, son, you have opportunities that I didn't believe that I had. I made a mistake when I was younger and I gave in to the limiting beliefs placed upon me by my environment. So beat down as a kid, I didn't understand the purpose of learning anything more than the basics. When I could become as educated as they come, but limited to pumping someone's gas, being called boy when I'm a man. They said we were stupid and illiterate, yet there were laws passed to prevent us from learning from even owning a library card, even when we had legal access to enter the library. Just think about that. (laughs) He said that there were books that we couldn't get because they belonged in an area or a section of the library that the color of my skin would not permit me to enter. You think that didn't leave a scar? And despite the atrocities both my parents faced, they still raised us to live our lives based on how society should be and not how society is. I have a love relationship with comic books and my favorite title from Marvel is the X-Men. My favorite film from this franchise is Days of Future Past. You have Professor X and Magneto former bitter enemies, now on the same side. They're at the point of death and Magneto looks to Professor X and he says, all those wasted years fighting each other, only to have a precious few of them back. They send Wolverine back in time in an effort to change the course of this future by getting the two of those men to team up in their younger days. What I love most about this film is the character arc of both of these men. Now, in part one, we're gonna discuss Professor X, and in part two, we're gonna discuss Magneto. Professor X told Wolverine, I'm gonna need you to do for me what I once did for you. Lead me, 
guide me. Be patient with me because I was not the same man then that I am now. Professor X at this time in history was tormented by his gift because he didn't understand its purpose. Only the pain that came with being different and how society treated him because of that difference. So to escape, he turned to drugs, trying to shut out his gift in order to fit into a world that he was outfitted to be more than just hide and exist in. This makes me think about people that meet you at the worst possible point in your life where you're making horrible decisions because you believe a lie about yourself. Maybe this lie has been passed down to you from your family or one that you perceive because of the way the world around you treats you. This is all you know because this is all you've ever been exposed to. Your opinion of me now would be completely different of your opinion of me when I was going through the darkest times in my life. So remember, you might be playing a part in someone's life helping them understand that they have permission to change and overcome who they think they are so they can be who it is that they were meant to be. Stop wasting your time pouring your energy into people who refuse to accept you and start pouring that energy into you learning how to accept yourself. Your tribe will come. There are going to be people who are going to lead you, who are going to guide you, who are going to be patient with you and helping you become who you are supposed to be. But what I want you to remember is that part of you, that old you, that person's not to be ashamed of, but learn from even if you committed shameful acts. You are not fragmented, you are whole. And without that part of your journey, you wouldn't be sitting or standing where you are right now. One of the most interesting stories to me in the scriptures that capture this entire chapter is the events that occurred from the original people in the Garden of Eden. There was a lie told and a lie believed. After the original two people broke the bonds of trust by not respecting the one boundary that they were given, there was guilt and shame and they tried to hide. They no longer saw themselves like they used to and they covered up their shame. Mankind has been covering up the things that they're ashamed of ever since. The way that they look at and look at themselves is based on the physical first and not the way that their creator looked at them. He saw them for who they are in order, spirit, mind, then body. When the bonds of trust were broken, there was a ripple effect. The couple broke the bonds of trust with their creator and then broke the bonds of trust between each other. From this point on, things were viewed out of order. This is why we place value in all the wrong places. It's also why we have such little regard for life and how some place the value of life over another based on appearances. Exterior first, leading with the physical instead of what it's supposed to be about. It's this way because there's a disconnection from and even a denial of our own spirit and the same for the spirit of the most high. We base our value and our worth on exterior things and exterior situations, a lie told and a lie believed. For example, 
I may believe that just because I was born on one side of the tracks and I may see poverty and devastation around me that I wrap my identity in the sum total of everything that I see. Then even when I try to think differently of myself, it's reinforced by how I'm treated by those around me, giving the perception that makes it justifiable to see the crimes committed against human rights every day without consequence. Historical fact, in this society, a lie told and a lie believed that if you have a certain skin color, you're human. But if you have a different skin color, you're three-fifths a human. Historical fact in this society that if you're a specific gender, then sky's the limit. But if you're a different gender, then there's limitations on what it is that you can do and how seriously your efforts are taken. On top of that, the value of life is placed on the accumulation of things. Green paper with dead men's faces on it. Who told you you were ugly? Who told you you were stupid? Who told you you were less than? Who told you that it was too late for you to change? Who told you that you've done so much wrong that you can't now not take a stand for what's right? That these negative things that you believed about yourself were based on a lie. A doctor who's a friend of mine explained it like this. He said, seed to tree to fruit. And this is how the cycle continues. Incorrect seeds have been planted and the roots may be twisted near the roots of what makes us who we are. You have the power to plant new seeds. But the challenge question is this. What are you going to do to stop the incorrect seeds from continually being planted? How are you going to cut down the false perception of self and unroot the lie? Thank you for your time. Be green, reminding you that your story is being written every day. Take the pen.